You're listening to the Earn That Body podcast, episode number nine. Welcome to the Earn That Body show with Kim Eagle. Kim is an award-winning personal trainer, cycle instructor, and fitness ambassador. She trains her clients all over the world online and is passionate about empowering people by getting fit and healthy. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're going to talk about the number one reason your diet is failing. How many people start a diet and after even one day, they're done. They can't do it. They feel like a failure. It's an awful feeling. Or maybe you can handle it for like a week and then you're like, no, I can't live like this. The weekend comes and you give up and you actually feel more depressed and often then go on a little binge eating because of that depression. If you feel like that, I want to talk to you today about the number one reason that this keeps happening to you. Now, I will say there's more than one reason that a diet will fail, but the number one reason that we're going to talk about today is because you are simply not eating enough. You will take that calorie intake down so much, you're basically starving yourself, and you're doing that because you want some really quick, fast weight loss. The problem is that is doing a lot of detrimental things to your body, and it's making it almost impossible for you to lose weight. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to tell you a little bit about why it's not working so it'll help you and prevent you from doing it again. I would say the number two reason that people have a lot of trouble with diets is because uh, they try something too extreme. So whether it's the calorie reduction, that's the number one reason. But what about those really extreme diets that people try? And I know we've all done them. Anything from I'm going to have no carbs. I'm going to have no sugar. I'm going to have no fat for 30 days. Or from now on, I'm not going to have any of these things. That kind of extreme intake is just detrimental as well because you cannot live like that. And my opinion is if you cannot live that lifestyle, there's no point in doing it for one week, one month, or anything like that because it's going to hurt you more than help you. All right, so today we're talking about the low, low, low calorie dieting that so many people are doing. And you might even be thinking to yourself right now, well, I'm going to listen to this podcast, but that's not me. I'm not one of those people who barely eats. I have so many clients where I look at what they're eating. I, I ask them to do a food log and I'm like, is that all you're eating? And they'll be like, yeah, I mean, I had breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and maybe their calorie intake was like 1,100 calories. And they think that that's a full day of eating. Well, I'm here to tell you that for one, if you're eating under 1,200 calories and you're working out, it's likely not enough. So you might be one of those people who thinks you're eating enough, but you actually might not be. Okay, so when you starve yourself, that's what I'm basically going to call it. You're basically starving yourself. Two different scenarios I see the most that will happen. One is what I call cycle one. This is what happens to some people. I'm going to start my diet today. So they're like, I'm going to just really watch my calories. I'm going to really watch my intake. I'm barely going to eat anything is what they start doing. So they're not eating enough, but they're kind of excited. You know the feeling like, oh, my diet starts today. Everything's going to be good. I'm going to fit into that summer bikini. And, and so they're kind of excited. And so that almost takes their mind off of eating. So the fact that they're not eating much that morning doesn't really mean much to them. And they can kind 
kind of handle it for the first half of the day, right? But then as the second half of the day comes on, now they just did a big workout, right? Because it's day one of their workout and they're uh, dieting. And so they just did this big workout. And then for lunch, they're going to have this tiny little salad, like a salad with like barely anything in it, right? They're just going to have some lettuce and they're going to have the dressing on the side because they think that that's the reason that they were gaining weight is because they had too much dressing. And there's maybe a couple tomatoes in there. And maybe if we're lucky, there's a protein, there's some chicken in there. So then the second half of the day goes by and we start to get into the evening. Well, what do you think starts to happen? I mean, I've been there. I know half of you've been there too. You start getting a little shaky, yeah? You're like, I'm kind of hungry, but it's okay, it's okay, I'm on this great diet. You get home, you're about to start something for dinner, but now you're getting a little bit starving. When you get to the point where you're a little bit starving, I can tell you right now, it's over. Game over. Diet over, game over. Because your blood sugar starts to literally drop to a level where your body takes over and says, I need something. I need carbs. I need sugar. I need calories. I need something now. And when you get to that point, that's when you have to grab anything. And when we grab anything, we're pretty much grabbing the carbs and the sugar because they're the easiest things to grab quickly. Like we have some kind of bar or there's a candy bar or something that we literally can rip open and stuff in our face. And that's about what happens when you go a whole day where you barely ate anything. So now you think to yourself, oh, you just threw all those calories in your mouth. Your diet's over. You just failed. It's day one and you've already failed your diet. Now you're mad at yourself, you feel depressed, you feel like a failure, and you start eating even more because you're like, well, if I can't do it, I may as well just keep eating. And we know where that leads to. So if you've been there, if you've been in cycle one, I just wanna let you know that pretty much we all have been there. There's nothing wrong with you. You didn't do anything wrong except you made the wrong choice by trying to starve yourself. Not eating enough calories through the day. Getting to a starving point is what will always make your diet fail. Now let's talk about the second type of person, cycle two person, okay? So there's the one who I just talked about, but then there's this other person who's kind of like, I don't know, they're mind strong or something. They think to themselves, okay, my diet starts today. Just like the other person in cycle one, they're super excited. So they just barely start eating. They're not going to eat anything for breakfast because they're on this diet and they don't need to. And they think, oh, I'm going to burn fat on my workout if I don't eat this breakfast. So, So they start going through their day and they have their big workout. Once again, it's day one. They're going to work out super hard. And after the workout, they're a little bit hungry. Maybe they have a little tiny snack, right? They have one of those bars, you know, the protein bars. We already talked about that in a different podcast episode. They think a bar, okay, my bar is going to be my meal. That's never a good sign, but they're still feeling pretty good. The only difference between cycle one person and cycle two person is that cycle two person is somehow a little more stronger in the mind and they're able to just kind of overcome the starvation feeling. They just sort of put it beside them and, oh yeah, I'm kind of hungry, but it's okay. Well, they can actually get to, I think, the second day before they cave and they're, they're just doing well. They start to see in day three and day four, they can keep on going like this where they're barely eating, they're working out, They're just kind of getting by. And day after day of that first week, they start to see their energy is lower. They're not really feeling hungry at all now. They've almost passed the point of hunger. 
getting a little depressed. Now their workouts are kind of just getting by. They're not really energetic. And hey, they lost weight because they barely ate for these last few days. But all of a sudden, their weight loss gets stuck. They're in a plateau. Not only is their weight not changing, it's literally holding at the same number, but every day they continue like this, they feel sluggish. They're, like I said, you can get a little depressed and they're just not feeling great. Who wants to be like that? It's like, great, you lost five pounds, now you're stuck and you feel pretty crappy. That's what I call cycle two person. They can just handle it longer than cycle one person and the detriment that they do is they start slowing down their metabolism. And that's what we're gonna really start to talk about is how is all this actually affecting your body? Well, let me tell you this. I don't know a single person who has a smoking hot, rocking body. You know the bodies that we see in the magazines and you go, oh my God, that body is hot. I wish I had that body. I don't know any of those people who are starving themselves, okay? The bodies that you look at and that you say to yourself, I wish I had that body, which I know so many of you do, and I wish you didn't because you have a great body and always appreciate the body you have. But let's just be realistic. We look at bodies and we think, God, if only I had that body. Well, guess what? That body that you probably love is not someone who's starving themselves. I guarantee it, if they look vibrant and if they have muscle tone and muscle and they're working out and doing all this stuff, they're not starving themselves. So keep that in mind. Now let's talk about what's going on when we eat too few of calories and what we're setting ourselves up for. Number one, this is an unsustainable way of living, all right? Number two, you are physically slowing down your metabolism. And number three, you are now a miserable person. (laughs) Like there is no way to sustain eating very few calories and be happy. Like it's just, it just doesn't happen, right? And with that, you often will end up gaining more weight in the end, okay? So you're miserable and then you end up putting back on all the weight and often even more. So with that first one, unsustainable way of living, it is my personal opinion that if you cannot sustain in eating regimen, then you should not do it. You should not do a detox program for one week where you just drink juice if you cannot sustain that way of life. And of course you cannot sustain that way of life. And there is no proof that any detox program does anything but hurt your body, basically, okay? So people are not detoxing their bodies and losing 10 pounds and maintaining that. So these extreme things that are unsustainable are not, there's no point in doing them. In my opinion, there's no point in putting your body through that. For some people that's going paleo, I don't really know a lot of paleo people who stayed paleo for very long. If you're one of those people who's going to try a no-carb diet, I can tell you right now, you cannot sustain it. How about the no-fat diet? You cannot sustain that, nor should you. My favorite one, this is very popular in the last year or so, no-sugar diet. You're not going to eat any sugar. Guess what? Not sustainable. Your body actually needs some sugar too. For some people, they go vegetarian because they think that that's a healthy choice. I personally do not think being a vegetarian is a healthy choice. Now, if you have a personal reason that you do it, that's totally fine. That's your choice. But if you're becoming a vegetarian because you think that it's healthy, it's not necessarily. Being a vegetarian or vegan for that matter, that's a full-time job to make sure that you're getting enough protein, enough nutrients to really sustain 
a healthy lifestyle. So don't just assume that being a vegetarian means you're healthy. Then we have the gluten-free people who are, they don't have celiac disease and, you know, they're not really sure if they have an intolerance, but they go gluten-free because they assume that means you're, you're eating more healthy. But a ton of the gluten-free products actually have a lot of chemicals in them that are not so good for you. So if you're not gluten-free, you guys, if you don't have celiac disease or an intolerance, just eating clean is all you need to feel better. You don't actually have to take gluten out of your diet. Again, it's very hard to sustain that way of living and eating. And then there's the low, low calorie, impossible diet. You cannot live and eat so, so low in calories. So most of these are not life sustainable. And if they're not, then why should you do it? My theory is go for what I call lifestyle nutrition. My program, Earn That Body, is all about helping people learn how to eat in a nutritional way that they can maintain for their entire life. Not what I call a week style, right? It's not going to last for one week. It's a lifestyle. So focusing on things that you can maintain are really going to help you in the end. And going back to the low, low calorie diets, which you cannot sustain, will take us into number two, what we're talking about, which is what it's doing to your metabolism. It's not helping your metabolism at all. Now let's just talk about what is metabolism. It's the process by which your body converts what you eat and drink into energy. So even when you're resting, your body actually needs energy for basic life functions. So what am I talking about? Things like breathing, blood circulation, adjusting hormone levels, growing cells, repairing cells, even basic things like brushing your teeth, walking to the bathroom. All of these things actually you, you know, use calories in your body. And you don't really think about that because you're always, everyone's always so focused on, well, how many calories did I burn during that step class or my spin class? And they think that's the only time you're burning calories, but it's actually not. So all of those basic function things require energy. And the number of calories that your body uses to carry out these basic functions is called your basal metabolic rate. So you may have heard of it as your BMR. And several things actually contribute to your BMR. So for example, your body size and your composition will determine what your BMR is. The larger person or someone who has a lot more muscle will actually burn more calories even at rest. Another thing that contributes to your BMR is your gender. So are you a man? Are you a woman? Because men tend to have more muscle and that means they're actually going to burn more calories. Why do you guys always think that it is that when you go on a diet with your husband or your boyfriend or a guy, they'll always drop more weight so much faster than you. And all my women clients are like, why did my husband lose 10 pounds and I only lost three? Well, there is something to it with their BMR and their body composition and the fact that men have more muscle. It's just the way it is, ladies. And the third thing that actually will affect your BMR is your age. So as we get older, less muscle mass, that means calorie burning ability slows down. Now, I don't know if you heard in all three of those things that do affect your BMR, and we'll probably talk about this in another podcast, all of those had a lot to do with muscle. So having more muscle on your body burns more calories. Side note for everybody, just so you know, it's not all about cardio. You also want to strength train. So metabolism, BMR. The next thing that people say is, oh, well, 
So I have a slow metabolism and that's why I'm not losing weight. Everybody wants something to blame. And so they're going to blame metabolism and say, genetically, I have a slow metabolism or, oh, I'm 40 years old now. So my metabolism is a lot slower. Now, in some ways, as I just said, your BMR is connected to your age. Yes. But in other ways, I think you should know that we really can't blame our metabolism for things like weight gain. Um, And that even for slow weight loss, it's not usually the reason why. So our body is so amazing. We have so many processes in the body that regulate our metabolism to meet our needs, even as we get older. So it's not like your metabolism is getting so slow and that's the reason you cannot drop a pound. There's usually many other factors before we would come to metabolism. The only time that we see sort of excessive weight gain or a real problem with weight loss uh, from a slow metabolism is when you have things like Cushing syndrome or even hypothyroidism that can definitely play a part. So why is starvation not working? I mean, we all know that theory that if we eat less and we burn more, we're going to lose weight, right? So how come... When you do that, it's not working. Well, usually it works, what, for a couple days, maybe even a week, you get into that diet mode and you're watching everything you're eating and you're working out like a crazy person and you drop five pounds so fast. Usually it will happen very quickly the first week. That's what I generally see with people. It's like the first week that will work. But then it's going to level off. Your body is going to acclimate. That's its job is to always sort of find this homeostasis. And it's going to acclimate and it's going to see, huh, this person is working out, burning so, so many calories and they're not taking in enough calories even for their BMR. Okay, if you're not taking in enough calories for those daily life functions, then your body knows it needs to step on the brakes fast. And the way that it does that is by slowing down your metabolism. It has to slow way down because you're not fueling the body with what it needs to sustain those life function. And unbelievably enough, the body is so much smarter than we are. And thank goodness, because our body, I mean, if you really think about what our body does, it is truly amazing. It is doing everything it can to keep us alive. We want that. That's a good thing. And sometimes we don't make these good decisions and our body has to take over to say, no, 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 I got to slow down the metabolism because you're simply not giving me enough calories for daily life. And I absolutely need that. So if you don't take in enough energy from food, guess where your body is going to take that energy from? Guess how what it's going to break down? It's going to start breaking down your muscle because your body needs that energy. I mean, it simply needs energy. And if you're not going to do it with food, then it will break down your muscle for your energy. And that is no good. I mean, people look at me and they say, oh, how do you get all that muscle tone? I want to be ripped. I want to be strong. I want muscle. It's such a compliment. But... I can tell you right now, if you're starving yourself, you're not giving yourself enough calories to even put muscle on. So it actually takes more calories to put on muscle, but at the same time, you're eating so low that you're actually taking away and breaking down the muscle that your body does have. So really 
think about that the next time you want to go on one of these 1200 calorie or less diets all right because again even those detoxes these are all the things that are going to happen to your body you're going to slow your metabolism down you're going to take away from that muscle and honestly you can't sustain it so all of that is just simply going to go right back on now, some people think that the starvation mode is a myth. Uh, I did a lot of research. There's lots of people say, no, it's not true. Some people say it's absolutely true. There's a lot of research behind it. I can only tell you based on experience. I have been doing this for over seven years now, helping people lose weight, and I see it time and time and time again. My clients who will not eat the amount of calories that I keep telling them to eat, their weight loss is stalled. They just can't drop that weight. And often I do have a, sometimes I have a client and they're doing exactly what I say and their weight loss has completely stalled. So I bump their calories up instead of bumping them down. I always hesitate to bump down. I'd rather bump up first. Sometimes when I bump up calories and they listen to me and they do it, even though it's scary to eat more for some people, that's when the weight starts to come off. So it really is true. I see it time and time again. If you're not fueling your body enough, you might be that person who is holding on to those last five to 10 pounds that you can simply never get rid of them. Now let's talk about a few things. There are symptoms as well of eating the low, low, low calories. I don't like to call it starvation mode. I don't like to say symptoms of starving yourself. I like to say you're eating too few of calories. I mean, talking about a huge deficit. What are some of these symptoms? Just so that you might recognize if you have any of these. Fatigue, a constant feeling of just not feeling energetic. Uh, that could even include poor sleep. If you're not eating enough, your body isn't balanced, you kind of never get that really good night's sleep. You're sort of always constantly waking up. You also might have the stalled weight loss. You cannot drop the last five to 10 pounds. Uh, depression is often, I mean, I know if, if I don't eat enough, I am not a happy camper. Being very cranky, that's definitely me if you do not feed me. Um, True starvation can cause dehydration, and that can actually affect your kidneys as well. So it really can get to a very deep level in your body and very serious. Often you'll get that muscle atrophy where you're going to lose that muscle tone. And some people even get very low, low blood pressure if they're not eating enough. So all of these things you need to take into account. It's not just about a number on the scale. It's about your body. It's about keeping it healthy, keeping it fit. You're going to have this body hopefully for a very long time and you want it to keep going. The only way to keep going is to make sure you're fueling it with healthy food and enough of it. So ultimately, long-term behavioral and lifestyle changes are the keys to maintaining and keeping the weight off. So I try and help my clients um, sort of create a strategy so that they're eating enough so they're not hungry, they're eating enough that they can have a great workout and not feel awful during the workout like they're so fatigued. I want them to eat in a way that they can sustain for life. And I don't want them just to be counting calories, but I also teach them how to balance out the macronutrients, which is the fat, the carbs, and the protein. Because it's not just about calories. All calories are not equal. It's about eating in a very balanced way. 
Now, if you're not, if you are one of those people that you're at that weight loss halt and you're like, I just, I can't get the last pounds off. I have not been able to break this. You might not be eating enough. So it's something that you do have to think about. I know it's hard. It's very hard for some of my clients to eat more because our whole life we were taught that you have to eat less. But the science of weight loss says otherwise. So you have to take that into account as well. So thank you for listening. I do hope you enjoyed this segment today. I am always going to use my podcast episodes as a way to educate people because I think that if I educate you and you understand why you shouldn't eat low calories, that you're you're more inclined not to. But when I just tell someone, just don't do that, well, that's not enough. Now you're going to realize that there's symptoms that go with it. There's reasons that you shouldn't do it, how it can affect you in the long run. And that is ultimately what's going to change everything. So each and every podcast, it is my goal to educate you in health and fitness and in nutrition. If you're loving the podcast, please go onto iTunes. Give me a rating and review. I check them every week and it really means the world to me. And always give a share on Facebook as well. Check out earnthatbody.com on my website. If you feel like you are one of those people and you're starving yourself or you're just not getting to where you want your body to be, check out some of the programs I have or feel free to hit the contact page and let me know what you need help with, and I can definitely tell you which program would be the best fit. Looking forward to our next podcast episode, and if you ever have a great subject topic, also go to the website, let me know what I should cover, and I'm happy to do it. Have a fantastic, healthy week full of wonderful, healthy calories. For more information about Kim Eagle's online programs, go to earnthatbody.com or check out Earn That Body on all forms of social media, including Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and Periscope. 